This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome into a new episode of the Storm Center Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Everhart. A very exciting time on campus. Our women's basketball team is going to the Final Four. They're, they're on their way to Pittsburgh right now as I actually speak. So it's just so exciting on campus. They're going to play Thursday against Hope, round four, 7.30 p.m. And then national championship would be on Saturday, depending on how they do in that game. But you know how we are around here at Storm Center. We feel very confident for for uh, Thursday. So, yeah, we've got Ben Wenger coming in to talk about basketball. But before that, we have the weekly rundown. I'm going to go through two weeks, and I might uh, get a little out of breath because there's a lot of stuff that happened last week. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Hit it. Women's lacrosse beat Bethel 20-8 on the second. They then beat Ohio Northern 14-9 on the fifth and then lost 17-10 at Carthage on the 12th. They'll be at Earlham on Saturday. Women's wrestling was in the NCAA Nationals at Adrian on the fourth and fifth. Here comes a long one. Softball traveled to Columbus, Georgia for the fourth through the sixth. On the fourth, they lost to Christopher Newport 5-0, lost to Bellhaven 1-0. On the fifth, they lost to East Texas Baptist 3-2 and lost to Texas Lutheran 6-2. On the sixth, they lost to Eastern Connecticut State 63 and lost to Randolph-Macon 2-1. They were then in Florida for the ninth through the 11th. On the ninth, they lost to, to Husson 2-1. They then beat Delaware Valley 12-0. Then on the 10th, they beat St. Joseph's of Maine 8-0 after the first game against Munskingum was canceled. Then on the 11th, they beat Penn State Barron 3-1 and then beat Rowan 3-0. They're going to travel to Transylvania for the weekend, play DePaul and Wartburg on Saturday, and then Illinois Wesleyan and Transylvania on Sunday. And congrats to Scarlett Elliott on earning MIAA Position Player of the Week. Congrats to Scarlett. Women's basketball has been playing in the NCAA tournament. On the fourth, they beat Immaculata 62-37 and then beat John Carroll 63-42 on the fifth. Then on the 11th, they beat Springfield 58-49 and then beat then-undefeated Transylvania 54-47. They are in the Final Four in Pittsburgh against Hope for a shot to move on National Championship on Saturday. And congrats to Tara Benovich on tying the all-time school record for most threes in the game at eight against Springfield on March 11th. And also for being first-team All-Region. And congrats to Kale Wildman on second-team All-Region and to Coach Andy Rang on co-coach of the region. Congrats to everyone on that team. We are pulling for you. Women's track and field was in the Polar Bear final qualifier on the fifth. They then sent Evie Miller and Valerie Obear to the NCAA D3 Indoor Championships last weekend. Miller made it to day two and finished second in the mile by .19 seconds and then finished fourth in the 3,000-meter run. Women's tennis traveled down to Orlando for the 7th through the 10th. On the 10th, they beat Northwestern of Minnesota 5-4. On the 8th, they beat Kings of Pennsylvania 8-1. On the 10th, they lost to Judson, Illinois, 8-1, and then they beat Manchester 9-0 on the 14th. 
Acrobatics and Tumbling traveled to Presbyterian College on the 10th and lost 260.005 to 231.595. They then traveled to Mars Hill on the 11th and won 211.095 to 202.285. They will host Cootstown University on Saturday. Women's golf traveled to Piedmont University on the 10th and placed first, and congrats to Reagan Guthrie on earning MIAA Athlete of the Week. Synchronized skating traveled to Colorado Springs for the U.S. Synchronized Skating National Championship on the 3rd through the 5th. Figure skating was in the Red Brick Classic on the 5th through the 6th and walked away with the bronze medal. Men's lacrosse traveled to Heidelberg and on the 2nd and won 13-1. They then traveled to Monmouth of Illinois on the 8th and won 13-5. They would then travel to Taylor of Indiana on the 10th and win 16-8. They will host Ohio Northern on Wednesday and then host Cleary on Saturday. And congrats to Jack Konachek on earning MIAA Athlete of the Week. Men's volleyball traveled to Adrian and lost 3-1. They then hosted Jamestown on the 10th and won 3-1. They then hosted Wisconsin Lutheran and swept them 3-0 on the 12th. They will be on the road for the weekend as they will be at Fontbonne on Saturday, then at Wabash on Sunday. And congrats to Kevin Boncaro as he was selected as the MCVL Offensive Player of the Week. Men's track and field was in the Polar Bear final qualifier on the 5th. They then sent Jake Gladio to the NCAA D3 Indoor National Championships last weekend, where he placed 5th in the 60-meter hurdle and set a new school record of 8.06 seconds. Baseball was in Florida for the 6th through the 11th. On the 6th, they split a two-game series with John Carroll as they won the first game 1-0 and then lost second game 15-0. On the 7th, they lost to Dominican of Illinois 9-7. On the 8th, they lost to Kings of Pennsylvania 12-1. On the 9th, they beat Vassar 16-6. And then on the 10th, they beat Fontbonne 7-5. On the 11th, they split a two-game series with Mount St. Joseph as they won the first game 3-2 and lost second game 15-1. They will play at Manchester on Wednesday. Then they're going to travel down to Indianapolis to play Franklin once on Friday and then twice on Saturday. Men's tennis was also in Orlando for the 7th through the 10th. On the 7th, they lost to Northwestern Minnesota 5-4. On the 8th, they beat Kings of Pennsylvania 9-0. On the 10th, they lost to Judson of Illinois 8-1. They will host Manchester on Wednesday and then travel to Franklin on Friday before they host Wabash on Saturday. ACHA D3 men's hockey traveled to St. Louis for the ACHA National Tournament for the 10th through the 12th. On the 10th, they beat Florida Gulf Coast 6-1. On the 11th, they lost to Lawrence Tech 4-1. Then on the 12th, they lost to Michigan 4-1. Men's golf traveled to Oglethorpe University on the 10th and placed first. And congrats to Mark Sinovich, Sivanich, excuse me, on earning MIAA Athlete of the Week. And then finally, ACHA D2 men's hockey will be traveling to St. Louis for the ACHA D2 National Tournament. For Monday through Thursday, on Monday, they played Dakota College Botano. They will play UMass Amherst on Tuesday, Ohio State on Wednesday, and then a team that is to be determined on Thursday.
All right. So um, a lot of time away after spring break. A lot of big events in basketball. We're going to talk about that. Ben Wanger, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. How was your, uh, how was your spring break, Drew? You know, I'm not... It was all right, you know, just chilled out and no, nothing really much to do, but, you know, that's what it's for. Watch a lot of exciting basketball over break. Yes, I did. Not just uh, not just uh, D1 either. There's a lot of D3 action going on that I was glued to. Oh, Had, man, I was, of course. I didn't get the chance to watch uh, all four games. I missed one of the games that Tryon played, but the whole time I was trying to check the stats as much as possible to see how they were doing. So, eventful. It's also bracket season yeah. now. It's time. I already got my bracket filled. I got Gonzaga. Oh, man. I, I got have, Gonzaga beating Arizona. <laughs> I have Texas Tech over Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee is a really good team. I don't know. I, I love March Madness. This is like the best time of the year. So it's, There's no question about it. The only only thing that might come like close was like maybe the birth of Christ. Might be second place. But that also has to compete with um, college football bowl season. So, because, you know, the, I don't know. I, I'm a football head, so. Right. I mean, for me, I don't really care too much about football. I'll mm-hmm. watch it. Yeah. But it's not like I'm, I'm not waking up at mm-hmm. early to watch a bowl game or something like that. <laughs> like, man, the game starts at noon. I'm not getting up for that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it's, it's March now. So it's, uh, I mean, this is the best time of the year. Hands down, this is the best time of the year. Period. I don't know if anyone could ever change my mind on that, ever. <laughs> no one will ever change my mind on that. And it's just, like, I remember we were on a broadcast and Andy and I we were talking about it, and I was like, I think I love March more than people who were born in March. Honestly, like, I'm not. Up. Yeah, honestly, I'm not even. I'm an April birthday, but March is the best month. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. April's all right, I guess, but I mean, baseball starts. That's about it. Yeah. Well, Which, not this. Year. <laughs> yeah, maybe not, not this year. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, because I need, <laughs> I need to watch my Cubs lose a hundred games this season, and be terrible, just like always. Hey, man, my Reds are doing what you guys did last year, trading everyone. Bro, that was heartbreaking. We are. I don't know. I was watching. I had been like watching baseball pretty regularly, and then when that happened, I did not watch a single game afterwards. <laughs> oh yeah, one game after the Cubs traded away, everyone, I was like, right, I'm done with this. <laughs> I texted people. I was like. So the Reds have traded Sonny Gray, Winker, and Suarez, and they're like, why? I'm like, I don't know. Because, <laughs> man, the Reds just want to – the Reds are just biting the Cubs flow. That's what's going on here. Yeah, pretty much. But um, So we got man, some basketball to talk we about. We do got some basketball to talk about. NCAA tournament time. Very awesome to have it in the MTI Center. That was that was a lot of fun to have yeah. it in the MTI Center. It, I mean, I think they did a really good job with the – like setting it up, the MTI yeah. center looked really good. They had like the NCAA banners and stuff all up around. Uh, shout out Josh Hornbacher, uh, he did a really good job on the with the broadcast production. That I I got to see some of it um, up in like the in, in the, the production studio. Room. Yeah, it's crazy. And I was like, man, I mean, it looked good. I mean, yeah, definitely an exciting time. And there was just a little bit of like a buzz on campus, uh, especially like in the MTI center. Yeah, when it was about to, uh, time for tip off. Um, Especially like when our when the girls were out there after the John Carroll, who did John Carroll even play? Uh, it was Elizabeth Town. Yes, that's what it was. They played E Town. So like the the Trine women's team was sitting like in the bleachers watching the end of the uh, watching the end of the game. You could just tell there was like a little bit of buzz about them. They looked pretty excited to play. So I don't know, just a great atmosphere. Not a ton of students because we were on spring break, but still, uh, it's always a good atmosphere in there. Yeah, it's always fun. Timing always works that way, doesn't it? It's just. <laughs> It's I don't worst. know why, man. Trying administration kind of 
dropped the ball on that one because every other school is on spring break this week except for Trine. We had it last week. I mean, it's cool. I'm not complaining about having like an early spring break or anything, but you know, when spring break starts at the tournament and you're hosting it and no one is there, it's kind of. Yeah, it would have been nice, especially when I saw the Trine Transylvania game and how many students they had for that game. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, there were a lot of Trine students there too, though. Like the yeah. student section was pretty big. So, I mean, yeah, could have worked out better, but you know, we still got, we still won. So, yeah, it's all good. can't complain. I will say though about, um, I I went up into the T Gear store because I'm like, oh, mm. you know, I saw people they had uh, NCAA shirts and all that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna go see if I can get a shirt or something like that. And I was like, I had like 25 bucks on me. I was like, I bet I can get like a t-shirt for like 20 or something like that. Walk in, the minimum is $32 Dude, that's just t-shirts. Bro, the NCAA be waxing, man. It's just, I don't know. I think, I mean, trying to just. Like, I respect the hustle and all. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I wanted it because I'm like, hey, I called games here. Like, this is going to mm. be awesome. Going to nope. be someone to remember it by. Nope. Yeah, see, I don't understand, man, because like. I mean, that's how it is just everywhere. You know, the nice thing is um, every time I've gotten concessions at a game, I've been working. So I like everyone who's like working the game gets free concessions, right? Yeah. So I haven't had to pay, but I've seen the prices. It's like two bucks for a water in the MTI center. <laughs> and like, look, like that may not sound like all that much money, but it's a bottle of water. I could buy a 32 pack for less than that. Literally, I could buy a 32 pack of water bottles from Walmart for less than the one one bottle from the MTI. Center. Welcome to the world of sports. If you go to like oh an goodness. NBA game, it's like eight dollars, dude. Oh my goodness, the hot dogs at Wrigley Field are like twelve bucks, <laughs> yeah. and the the popcorn's like sixteen. It's ridiculous. I'm like, dude. Oh my gosh, I still got to pay for gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So great atmosphere, Ben. You took over the Trine Broadcasting Instagram. That was on Friday. That was. I don't know. I was a little bit stressful. Nah, not really. I mean, it was, it was fun. You it did was a fun. really good job from what I had seen. I don't have Instagram, but Andy was showing me everything. It looked really good. I, I was enjoying myself. It was... Uh, I was happy that I could still be involved with yeah. the Broadcasting Network since, you know, um, I wasn't on the call for that. Got to listen to Andy and Drew. I heard you guys up in the... I was up in the control room and I was just listening to you. I was like, so that's what it sounds like from the other... Yeah. From the other end. Um, but yeah, I got to, that was really cool. I got to work the social media and then I got, that was the first time I'd been in the control room and like seen like everything behind the scenes. So that was really cool too. It's to awesome. see it Very cold in there. Yeah. It like was, it's it always was super cold, cold. I don't know why. That's like the first thing I said when I walked in here, I was like, man, it's chilly in here. And Josh was like, it's always chilly in here. Yeah, <laughs> it always is. And yeah. somehow, I don't know how it's not hot in there. Cause there's like 18 different, like, ser- it looks like a server. Thing. Dude. there's <laughs> Oh my goodness, bro. There's so much stuff in there. Never like, never mind the fact when I was in there, it was how many people were in there. There was like five of us in that. Mm. I mean, it's not a big room. It's just a pretty small room. There's yeah. like five of us in there and it was cold. <laughs> it was yeah. so cold in there. I was like, what is going on? But yeah. Rookie mistake. Always got to bring your jacket. Yeah. I learned it was cool though. Since I was working the uh, social media, I could just walk out. <laughs> <laughs> And be on the court, which is which is pretty cool. So, so the Immaculata game, sixty-two thirty-seven. Trine takes it. And it was a game where afterward, no one really knew how to interpret it. Mm-hmm. You right. know, winning by so much, people will just look at the stats. But oh, I mean, it's just a normal mm, game for yeah, them. Yeah. This was not a normal game no, for us. No, it was not. I mean, just. I don't know. It was because, like, yeah, like you look at the score. Oh, trying one sixty-two to thirty-seven. But see, the thing is, that's just looking at the score. I, I mean, Immaculata. 
I mean, obviously they're a good team. They won their conference tournament, yeah. so they're obviously a good team. They're in the tournament for in the national tournament for a reason. But compared to the teams that we've played, uh, Hope Baldwin Wallace, uh, we played Wisconsin Euclair, who's another good team. Mm-hmm. Um, playing teams like that, you would expect us to win by like thirty-five points against a team that. And I mean, granted, I don't know very much about Immaculata's conference. It could just be like an insanely tough conference, and that's why their win-loss record isn't the greatest. But I don't know. I, I think most people in trying circles were expecting a little bit more out of. I mean, still got the win. So regardless of how you get there, all that matters is you get the win. But, yeah. Um, I think people were. I mean, it was people an eye were, opener. Yeah, yeah, for real, it was because I mean, first round of the tournament, anything can happen. Um, still escaped with the win, but you know. Definitely an eye-opener because I know after the game, Drew, we were talking about, we're like, man, if Trine plays like this again tomorrow, we may not, we may get bounced from the tournament. Yeah. And I think the girls realized that as well and realized, like, this was not the best that they could play. And then they came out and absolutely killed it uh, the next night. Um, Yeah, and I mean, with the Immaculata game, I was just, I said it, like, right after halftime. I was like, getting good shots. It's what we've been saying about the men's yeah, team all year. Yeah. Getting good shots, they're not falling. We went like over in the first mm. half in threes. I can't remember the, yeah, how many we was, shot. Went three for 24. Lissa Argyle coming in clutch with two of them. Mm. But, um, man, yeah, I just, the shooting was just, I don't know what it was because, like, yeah, like you said, everyone was getting good shots. Yeah. And everyone that was taking shots are good shooters. I mean, Kayla Wildman went 0 for 4. That's not normal. Never going to happen again. <laughs> Tara Benovich went 1 for 7, which, again, not normal. Alyssa Argyle went 2 for 7. Generally, like, if Tara and Alyssa are shooting 7 threes, you'd expect three, maybe four makes from, yeah. from those two. So it was definitely not – it was definitely out of character for, I mean, the team as a whole. Um, not really sure why, but, I mean, they got it fixed. They yeah. figured, whatever the problem was, they fixed it quickly. I mean, I'm and, sure Coach Hoffman was in the film room just finding all the holes in the in the team. But Right when wow. I said that we were getting good shots, they just weren't falling, Rob Hoffman tapped me on the leg and gave me a fist swamp. He's like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was – that's just like the one thing. Um, honestly, it kind of reminds me of um, – Oh, what year was it? I reminds me of when uh, John Wall was at Kentucky with DeMarcus Cousins, and I remember they were so good, and then they finally hit a game where they just couldn't shoot yep. to save their lives, and they ended up getting bounced. That's what it kind of reminded me of. Was like we're one of the top four teams in the country. Yeah, and I mean, maybe I'm a little biased, but I feel like I have a case to. I can make a case for that. Yeah, one of the top four, top five teams in the country can play with anybody. We've proven that. And we just hit a game where we couldn't shoot, and we're lucky that it was not a team like Transylvania or Hope, even Springfield, or, I mean, honestly, even John Carroll. Yeah. Because all three of the, I mean, all four of the teams we've played so far have been good teams. I think we just got lucky, and I think playing at home helped a little bit too because it would be it's a lot easier to relax in your home, own court than it would be to try and, like, gather yourself on the road, especially if we were at, I mean, I don't know where else it would have been. Probably, probably John Carroll, but... probably. Yeah, but it was just uh, it was one of those things after the game where I was like, man, it's one of those things in an NCAA tournament. You're on a back-to-back where you don't mm. come out on the next day. If you do win day one, you're yeah. not coming out day two. Yeah. And it reminded me, this was back when, like, Cody Zeller was at Indiana. I mean, I'm a Purdue fan, so obviously I remember when IU lost. But they, like, struggled round two against, like, Temple. 
Mm-hmm. And then they were going on to play Syracuse, and everyone's still like excited for it to go to the Final Four. I'm like, you know they're losing to Syracuse, right? They just struggled against Temple. There's like no way they're going to yeah. beat Syracuse. And then they lost by like 15 or something like that. Not that I remember. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, this was definitely a little bit troublesome because after the game, um, I went back to my dorm and I was like, man, like, it's one thing to play like this and then get like three, four days, like a little bit of a break between the next yeah. game. But when you have to go back to back, it's so hard to have like a short memory. Like, it's so hard to forget that, like, for some of the girls on the team, be like, oh, it's maybe I'm still th- like, maybe one of these players might be still thinking about like, oh, like, I had a terrible rebounding performance last night or like, wow, we shot terribly as a team for that and that for that to be on their mind. But I mean, they came out looking like, I mean, the confidence they came, they brought out when they played John Carroll, just the way they carried themselves coming to the game, you would have thought that they were like, that they had shot 100% from the field. I mean, they were putting up shots. Again, not the greatest shooting performance from three-point range uh, in the John Carroll game, but I mean, they came out with a lot of confidence and a lot of swagger. Um I mean, and I mean, these girls know how to, they had a short, they had a short memory. I mean, that's yes, all I can say. Still didn't particularly shoot the ball. Well, mm, five for 23, mm. but they came out saying, Hey, we're going to play the most hard nosed defense we've ever played yeah. in our life. Cause I mean, they know that, that, I mean, their offense is good. They're good shooters and all that, but they're aware that their defense is the reason that they're one of the top teams in the country. I mean, obviously we all know that they can shoot. Tara's lights out. Kayla Wildman lights out. KT, animal in the post, but the defense is what they take pride in. And uh, yesterday in class, actually, I got a chance to talk to uh, to Kelsey. Um, Andy Brown had her come in for one of our classes just to do like a little bit of an interview. Yeah. Uh, we'll work on like features or whatever for uh, writing class. Um, she came here. We got to ask some questions. And uh, one of the questions was like, like, what do you guys, like, what are your guys' like goals? What are your expectations? Like, what, what do you like? how do you view this team basically? And Kelsey said, she was like, I mean, we got, she's like, we got a bunch of hoopers. She was like, Tara can shoot. She's like, we got a bunch of shooters, but she was like our defense. She was like, that is the identity of this team is our defense. Mm -hmm. And I mean, shoot, I wouldn't want to play against that defense. No, thank you. I'll take a a hard pass on that one. Yeah. It's just, they did so well. And they're like, we've seen them do aggressive hedging before, but Mm -hmm. like they went all out. Oh yes. They were, Oh, my goodness. On hedges. And, you know, really, I don't want to say they only had to worry about Olivia Nagy because, I mean, Nicole Heffington for John Carroll, she was she was mm. player of the year in their conference. Yeah. Well, she was first team in their conference. Olivia Nagy got player of the year. Mm. And uh, Balfour was coming off a hot game the night before. Yeah, too. Balfour she, she had balled out the night before. Was very hot. and um, But Heffington, you could tell she was still injured. And I think I was talking to a John Carroll fan. They said that the she missed the um, conference tournament final. That was her first ever missed game in college. Man. And it's just, yeah, one of those things where she's still kind of, you can tell she's kind of nursing it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they they attacked it. And that was one thing I asked Coach Rang after the game. The press conference was like, Sarah Balfour had a huge night for them the night before. And they started Wildman on her, who's mm. the best perimeter defender on that starting lineup. Yeah. And he just said, yeah, man, we had to run them off perimeter because she was really the only one. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Against uh, Elizabethtown, I think it was 
I can't, I think it was at the end of the first quarter. I checked the stats, and Sarah Balfour was like two points shy of outscoring the entire Elizabethtown team by herself in like yeah. the first or second quarter. So, I mean, she had a hot game, and you know, as soon as something like that happens, Coach Hoff, that's not getting past Coach Hoffman no. or Coach Ray. That's not that's not lost on them. Um, Olivia Nagy, that was like uh, watching her play against E Town. I was like, man, like, I mean, KT was gonna have her work cut out. I mean, she was she's a good player. Um, Probably the best post player I've seen play against KT other than Voskel from Hope. I mean, I think it was the best performance I've ever seen in the MTI Center outside of Trine. Yeah, I mean, she played one heck of a game. I mean, yeah, she did. She had 14 rebounds, six blocks, holy smokes, and 21 <laughs> points to go along with that. Plus, she had, uh, she went three for three from the charity stripe. Um, and still only had two fouls. Yeah, I mean, that's just six blocks and two fouls. I mean, that is. I mean, that's <laughs> and I'll that's give, crazy. <laughs> and I'll give the refs credit; they let them play. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I love. I mean, other than uh, Hannah Bucci, she fouled out on both days for John Carroll. Not a not a good weekend for her. No, I mean that's definitely not the way you'd want things to go. Yeah, but I mean they let they let them play, and I, you gotta respect that. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, let's let's see here. John Carroll only had thirteen fouls against them, and Trine only had seven. So, I mean. We've seen games here at the MTI Center where teams will have 13 fouls in the first half. Yeah. Like, even in the MIAA tournament, we saw that a little bit. Lots of foul calls. But, yeah, I mean, they let them play. And this was two two teams. John Carroll, I think John Carroll had the potential to be, to be able to upset Trine. But, I mean... Shoot, we got a pretty good basketball team up here in Angola, so... Yeah, they just... <laughs> I would have worried if Heffington was fully healthy mm-hmm. because that's pretty much if, because you're assuming Balfour still has that good of a game. That's three options you have to worry yeah. about now. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, we could obviously do it. I mean, we've had plenty of teams where we have to guard multiple options, oh, yeah. but yeah. Olivia Nagy was just overpowering down the post. Oh, yeah. She's, she was so tall. I was sitting down there underneath the basket for the uh, E-Town John Carroll game. And like, so John Carroll's coming towards us and I'm looking at her. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and she's they still like had a player so taller tall. than her. Yeah. I was like, I mean, she was just towering over everybody. Um, she, what year is Nagy? She was a fifth year senior. Oh, okay. So she is, okay. Her and Heffington were fifth year seniors. They okay. are done. I believe Bucci was a senior. So... I'm interested to see what John Carroll does next year. They're definitely a team I will keep my eye on. Oh no, they're they're a good team. Um, I think were they in the top twenty five rank? They had to have been in the top twenty five rankings. I, think they I was gonna were. say they had to be. Um, yeah, very solid team. That was the one uh, when we got the pairing or whatever. Uh, that was like that was the only team in the little like trying university pod that really even concerned me at all. Yeah. Um, John Carroll finished the season ranked fourteenth. Okay. In, in the country. So, I mean, obviously John a good Carroll, team. Their conference is tough. Mm-hmm. They came from a conference that had Baldwin Wallace. Who was ranked 10th. Yeah. Um, I forget who else. There were so many similar opponents mm-hmm. between these teams. There was Ohio Northern, Baldwin Wallace. John Carroll had played Albion before. They had both played Denison very early in the year. And that's something where I don't think a lot of teams get the luxury of having when they go into the tournament. 
especially that early on. Mm. Maybe later, maybe later on in the tournament, it'll be like, oh yeah, we've seen this team before. Yeah, yeah. But they had like five or six teams that they had both seen, and you get plenty of film on them. Like mm-hmm. John Carroll played Baldwin Wallace three times. Yeah, because they played the conference championship game, didn't they? Yep. So yeah, I mean. They had John Carroll was definitely I think that was a sleeper team. And I honestly think if they played in any pod other than uh the one here at Trine or the one at Hope, uh that I mean they could be I they look like an Elite Eight team, maybe yeah. even a Final Four team. They were they look good. Um I mean, yeah, Nagy was just I could just tell like when she when they took the court, I was like, Oh, she's gonna drop fifty. Yeah. <laughs> But and, man, I mean, survived that one too. Against Trine, she literally scored half of their points. Yeah, literally <laughs> half of them. 21 of their 42 points. And 14 rebounds. Good lord. Just, I just, that stat line is crazy. Put that in a frame. Yeah, for real. I mean, she played her heart out. She was, she was really fun to watch. Um, but that first, that first, the first half as a whole, I think that's what Trine won the game at. I mean, that was so, that first quarter was huge because you're coming off a game where you didn't play your best. Lots of players who could be in like a little bit of a shooting slump. You come out and outscore the team twenty one to nine in the first quarter. I mean, because the rest of them were close. Yeah, and uh, with just the way this team's defense is, if you get a lead like that in the first or second first quarter or the first half, you're pretty well set unless you're playing a team who's just has a crazy offense. And there are teams out there, but uh, you know, I don't think. As good as John Carroll was, I just don't think they had the uh, offensive firepower to overcome that deficit uh, against his defense. So, I mean, hats off to them, though. They played one heck of a game, and they had a great season, 23-5 yeah. and five on the season. They had, a, they had one great season. In so one of the tougher conferences I've seen mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, so definitely a team to be uh, looking out for. I'm sure they'll be back in the tournament next year. I, I mean, I didn't see how many players are returning, but just based on how well the team looked like they meshed together, I think they'll be back in the tournament next year. So shout out John Carroll. They, that was a good game, but yeah, you know there can only be one winner. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, that's the beauty of sport is that there's only one winner. Yeah, and it's just with that one, you're just like, man, I, you would not have complained if there was an overtime. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I would definitely like John. I don't know. There's just something about John Carroll. I like. I can root for him. I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna root for him ever when they're playing trying, but if, like yeah. against E Town, I was like, all right, like I can root for John Carroll, and then you know, and honestly, I should have been rooting for Elizabeth Town because that arguably would have been the easier game for us, right? But I don't know. I don't know. There was just something about John Carroll's team. They had a lot of swagger, had a lot of confidence coming out. They took it to the rack too. I mean, all of their players were not afraid to take it no. and drive the ball. So that was really exciting to watch, but. The one game I didn't get to watch is this next one. Did keep up with the stats a little bit. <laughs> and it was – I'm I mean, disappointed that you missed it because you missed an all-time performance. Yeah, I know. That's As soon as I was watching the stats, like I kept checking up on the live stats, and I was like, holy smokes. I was like, Tara has like three three-pointers. Oh, my goodness. She has five. <laughs> Yo, what? She has eight? Yeah. Holy – yeah. That was so, that was crazy. Obviously, got a shout-out. Friend of the pod, Tara Benovich. Shout-out, Tara. Tying – all-time school record, most threes in a game at eight. and We need nine this weekend. We do need nine this weekend. That would be insane. Well, preferably more than nine. My, but. I was telling some of the players on the team, my arm got tired because I was doing the bow and arrow <laughs> celebration like literally like a thousand times. 
I wonder how Chelsea's shoulder was doing because I know Chelsea does that same thing. She said, she's, she's like, like, every time Tara makes a three, we got to Her voice <laughs> gotta celebrate. was still pretty hoarse on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. Eight three-pointers. I'm, I mean, that's why she's first team all-region. Yep, shout out. Yeah, shout out Tara and uh, Kayla. Kayla Wildman, uh, second team. And Andy Rang, co-coach of the region alongside um, Morehouse. They don't uh, usually do... It's usually just one, right? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say. So. I mean, I feel like you can't. I mean, well, here's the thing. As long as Hope has Morehouse, he's always going to be in the conversation for coach of the year. Always, because he's just that good. Uh, but I'm glad they did like the the uh, the co coach of the year because Morehouse definitely deserved it. Yeah, but, but also I'm, Andy Rang definitely deserved the it. The season that this team went on and the teams that they lost to, if you want to really look focus, like well, mm. you know, I mean, trying to have more losses. I mean, come on, you look yeah. at those losses. Two of them are to Hope, one to Wisconsin, U Claire. Who well, you clearly made the tournament too, right? Yep. So yeah, we had we lost to two teams, and both teams made the tournament. And one of them is one of the best, not one of. Let's just call it the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. But then, arguably, that, had that one win. Yeah, and we beat the best team in the country so, by snapping yeah. a record winning yeah, streak. Exactly. There was no way I was going to say I would have thrown a fit on today's episode if Coach <laughs> Rang did not get Coach of the Year, bro. I would have thrown a fit. Yeah. I do have I do have a bone to pick about how Nick Bowman is not on the all region list, but I'm just too ex- I just don't want to be in a bad mood. I'm just too excited. It's yeah. we're going to the final four, so well, uh, we will say that we do 100 percent believe that Nick was subbed. Yeah, Nick Bowman got snubbed. You're telling me he's not one of the best 15 players in the in the Great Lakes region. I think that's cap. He definitely is one of the best 15 players, one of the top 10 players in the region. I and a part of me wonders. I don't know if this is true whatsoever, but I wonder if it's kind of like, you know, how in the MVP and the NBA, you have to be on a team that's like in the playoffs. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying that trying was a bad team whatsoever, but when you look at them, it's like finished what fourth in the conference, I think. Yes. And it's, yeah, it, I don't, I don't know personally. That's just what I, mm. that's what my instinct goes to. Is yeah. That maybe yeah. they just overlook trying as a whole. I mean, I just don't know how you could do that because, like, I mean, yes, it was not the same season as last year, but still, I mean, still had some big good. wins. He outplayed, arguably, outplayed, uh, uh, what's his name, Dykehouse from Hope. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, what's the other dude from Hope? Thomas. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, bro. Nah, he deserved, he deserved first team all region. No question. Evan Thomas deserved it. Yeah, but hundred percent. Yeah. He had he had a year. I mean, one heck of a year. But I will say though, Nick Bowman is a finalist for the twenty twenty two Jostens Trophy, which goes to the best, one of the most prestigious prizes in NCAA D three athletics on a yearly basis. Basketball ability, academic prowess, and service to one's surrounding communities. So, uh, shout out Nick Bowman. Yeah, I mean, and thanks to the Trine Athletics website for having yeah. that up. Nah, I mean. Got to take like a quick aside talking about women's basketball or whatever. Nick Bowman is a Trine Hall of Famer, one of the greatest basketball players in men's basketball history here at Trine. Um, I mean, I know like Trine isn't like a huge school, but I mean, he's iconic. Like everyone knows who Nick Bowman is. Oh, when, yeah. he, when he walks around campus, everyone knows who Nick is. Yeah, everyone's got to say what's up. Mm, I mean, and he'll always he'll always say what's up back. Yeah, I mean, he's it's a, it's a, I feel like he got snubbed, but I know he's probably not. 
I'm sure maybe deep down he's probably like a little bit like, ah, oh, like why didn't I get that? But I know for the most part, I mean, he's always been all about team. I mean, he's a yeah. great dude. Um, yeah, I mean, shout out Nick. He's definitely going to have – I'm going to be so mad if they don't put a picture of him up on the wall in the MTI Center. You have to. He was an All-American. I think there's he, just you no have other to. way. You got to put him up there. You got to put him up there. You, I, Man, there's so many – Players from this season that you could put up there alone. <laughs> yeah. It could be Nick. Tara. You could put Tara. Tara Kelsey. It's probably going to go up there. You could put KT up there because, mm-hmm. I mean, KT is just bigger than basketball, too. She's not just a basketball player. Oh, yeah. She is so much more than that. Um, I mean, KT's done so much just for trying in general. I mean, I mean Bryce she is, is a, going into yeah. the history books. Bryce, record breaker. I mean, yeah, it's hard just to pick just like – because you know you can't put up the whole team. If I could, or if we could, it would then, already uh, yeah, it would already have happened. But you know that's. Uh, I almost wonder if they would do it for the senior classes because I seriously cannot. If there is a different time, it was before our time. Yeah. I can't think of two senior classes that have been better. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously. I'm not like I've only been here for two years, but right. as far as I'm aware, I think these past two seasons have been like the peak of trying university basketball, tri-state university, whatever you want to call it. This has been the peak of this university's basketball program for both sides, men's and women's. So, um, man, they might as well just slap the coaches up there too. Put coach Rang on the wall, please. Yeah. And please put coach Miller on the wall. But if you get a picture of Rob Hoffman, make sure it's like, <laughs> make sure you have like a scouting report, like a fat scouting report, just like, just like a little scale model. Just so people know <laughs> the dedication this guy has. I mean, well, did Chelsea show you the uh, the scouting program that they use? Like, oh yeah, yeah, that's insane. Literally the most Coach Hoffman website I've ever seen in my life. It was so in depth. It was crazy. I thought Huddle was in depth. No, yeah, no, no, I was dead wrong. I mean, Hoffman literally. It was before the Hope game, the last Hope game. Mm. I got there super early. He handed me a scouting report. He said, "Take a look at it. Tell me what you think." I got through it. It took me like 10 minutes to read it. Like, bro. And I handed it back to him. I was like, this belongs in Springfield. Like, put yeah, that in the Hall of Fame. Literally. Right? You know what's crazy? All of them are that big. <laughs> They're all, that every single scout is bigger. You know what's, no, this is the craziest part to me. It's like, I'm positive that every single scouting report that they have gotten so far in the NCAA tournament has been close to that size. I'm positive oh. of it. And what's craziest to me is that, for John Carroll in Transylvania, they had a one-night turnaround to get that whole scouting yeah, report so done. You, you have to have your research done for every team. Yeah, because you don't know. Because like, of the potential. Mm, you, you, you can't just focus on scouting John Carroll because then what happens if E-Town wins? Then you don't have any preparation for John Carroll. And you know Coach Rang just lives and breathes scouting reports or something. I don't yeah. know, man. He's crazy. We always just talk about Coach Hoffman. I wonder if he listens. He's like, man, these kids really think I'm just <laughs> just hyper all the time. He's like, no, I like. <laughs> you know what? I almost pulled this out after they won on the, the first Saturday. Mm. I almost asked Coach Rang this. I was like so close. I was about to say, uh, Coach Rang, uh, Drew Everhart, Storm Center podcast. Can can you confirm or deny that Rob Hoffman actually sleeps? <laughs> well, Chelsea said he doesn't. <laughs> One of his own players said that. Coach Hoffman does not sleep. I was so close to doing it, and I kind of regret it, but... I think Coach Ring would get a kick out of it. <laughs> I think he thinks it's funny, especially if they won. I mean, he wasn't in a good mood after the Immaculata game. No. He was 
pretty PO'd. After the John Carroll game, though, he was in a better mood, so. Right. Man, I was so close. I kind of regret that. See, but, I just, um, I might just have to ask him. I might just have to go. <laughs> I might have to go all the way down to Pittsburgh just to ask him. <laughs> yeah, like, yo, Coach Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, for real. Just so I can ask him if he sleeps. <laughs> Everyone else at the press conference is like, hey, yo, what is this kid talking about? <laughs> what is this kid talking about? And I got to explain. It's a long, it's a running joke at trying. It's like, just don't worry about it. <laughs> so um, let's get back to Springfield. Tara with the record. Yep. Well, tying the record. Uh, way better improvement from last weekend, shooting 52% mm-hmm. from three. Which was huge. I mean, uh, that's that's the type of momentum that they needed because, I mean, obviously John Carroll was a good team. I think they're better than Springfield, but Transylvania was easily the best team we played other than Hope this year, in my opinion. I think they're mm-hmm. the best team that we played other than Hope. Um, so shooting great. 52% to build that momentum was great. It was nice to see... Not all of our three-point production coming from Tara. I mean, eight mm-hmm. three-pointers you're not going to complain about. But. I mean, Alyssa got two. Yeah. Kayla got one. Kay- Kaylee Argyle got one. In which they left Kaylee wide open. I don't know what their deal was. See, that's, just, that's the issue is, like, you can try and deny Wildman the ball. You can try to deny Tara the ball. But then what's going to happen? You're going to leave Alyssa Argyle open. You might leave Kaylee Argyle open or even... Rachel Stewart, she can shoot the three, too. So can basically everyone on the team, honestly. And I'm still waiting for KT to start pulling up from three, Kelsey. <laughs> Look, I just want one. I just want one Kelsey three-pointer. I'll be happy. That's I all I want. I think if it was going to happen, it would have happened already. Probably. Who knows, though? Buzzer beater to send us oh. to the national championship. Call my shot now. All right. <laughs> Ben's calling that. I'm going to be on the lookout. No, honestly, in all, in all honesty, I hope the game isn't even close enough to the point where Kelsey has to shoot a – I hope we win by 50. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to happen because hope is good. Hope. But, I mean, that would be a dream is that we just blow hope out and then we just coast in the finals because any team we play after hope is not going to be as tough of a game. I think we already – I think these – the Transylvania game and this upcoming Hope game is the toughest two game stretch that we've had all season, and I think it's going to be. Yeah, I think, I think of. I honestly don't know the other side of the bracket, mm-hmm. but I would put five bucks saying that Trine had the most difficult path in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, hold on. So, play Transylvania. Transylvania ended the season uh, in the third in the rankings. Mm-hmm. They were undefeated until they lost to us in the tournament. I've had to play Hope several times already. Have to play them again. They're ranked number two. Uh, let's see. Amherst is on the other side of the bracket. They're eighth. Um, who was it? Wait, was it Oshkosh or Whitewater? Whitewater. So Whitewater is 12th. Amherst is eighth. Okay. So that's the other Final Four matchup. And then Trine and Hope are five. Or Trine was fifth. Hope was second. But I just wonder how many. Well, no one else would have faced an undefeated. Well, maybe one other team would have faced an undefeated team. It would have been well. Whoever played Christopher Newport and beat them. Yeah, hold on. Who beat? Hold on, we got to go look and see. Trying. Oh wait, hold on. D three women's basketball bracket. Let's go look and see at the bracket. Let's, By the way, we got to talk about the. Uh, have look see. We got to talk about the women's bracket for D three here. NCAA.com did not have the seeds next yeah. to the um. Next to the names. So it's really frustrating. I had to Google like 2020 NCAA tournament bracket to pull up because yeah. 
I mean, there's 64 teams. I'm not obviously not going to remember. I know where the one seed will be. I know where the two seed is, but in between is very tough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, just saying, NCAA next year, please put the seeds next to them. All you got to do is just put a little number next to the name. Christopher Newport lost in the Elite Eight to Trinity, and then Trinity lost to Amherst, and now Amherst has to play Wisconsin Whitewater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Whitewater beat Oshkosh, uh, Illinois Wesleyan. Um, a lot of teams I've honestly not not heard of. That doesn't. I'm thinking Amherst is going to come out of the of that side of the Final Four. Um, you know, again, don't know a ton about these two teams, but I think Amherst, just based off of the tournament alone, I think Amherst is the better team. But, I mean, anything can happen. But, you know, the game that, I mean, this, I don't even think this is a hot take, but I'm going to call it a hot take anyways. The Try and Hope game is the national championship game. That is not a hot take. That whatsoever. is the national championship game. Like, no disrespect to Amherst and Wisconsin Whitewater, but Try and Hope are the two best teams left. In the tournament, by far, mm-hmm. not by far, but two best teams left in the tournament. Um, and I honestly think whoever wins that game is going to win it all. Whoever wins the Try and Hope game will be the national champion and will be crowned on Saturday the 19th. I've heard a lot of questions circle around campus. Why are we on the same side of the bracket as Hope? Yeah, I just, I don't get it because, I mean, like, you could, the argument is there that it's by region and we're in the same region but if that was the case we should have been the same quad of the yeah. bracket and even like some people are saying is like um you know conferences and all mm-hmm. that you can't really be on the same side and all that if that's the case one of us should be on the other side because it's not like the big 10 where there's literally nine teams you can't just yeah. have them all on one side yeah. or something like that yeah so, yeah so i don't know um i mean uh, we question the ncaa probably more than i wouldn't say more than Playing people, I think there's a lot of people that question NCAA, yeah. but uh, probably the most on campus we do. Oh yeah, I mean, well here's here's what I'm thinking. All right, so I'm assuming I'm interpreting this correctly because again, there's no seeds. But Smith was the one seed in on their quad of the bracket. All I'm saying is, could have been Hope. Could, hope could have been the one seed, and then who is the two seed in? Hope's oh was a Scranton. Honestly, I would have made the case that Trine should have been a one seed. I think Hope and Trine should have been one seeds. Um, I understand why Trine was not a one seed though. I'm you know I'm not super bitter about it. We got to the final four anyway, so it doesn't matter. I was a little bitter that we were a four seed. Yeah, I've because that means that we're, we're not a three. That, even I mean, we should have been a two seed. We finished six. Yeah, right. So that puts us in a two. Yeah, we should have been a two seed. I don't know how they determine. I don't know. Well, the NCAA is just like a big, like shadowy figure standing behind. You know, they're just kind of pulling the strings on everything. Um, but yeah, I think maybe no. I just, I just don't see why Hope and Trine. I feel like all it would have been so great for storylines. Think about it: the fourth matchup of the season, two of the best teams in the country, two of the best teams in the MIAA. I Winner mean, takes all. Yeah, literally. Like last game, whoever wins it is a national champion, and that's how it should be. Um, I mean, obviously, Amherst and Whitewater both have the potential to be either one of these two teams because, I mean, it's March Madness. Yeah. But I still just think whoever wins the game on March 17th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time (laughs) will be the national champion come Saturday. 
I don't even I think just, that's a hot take. Honestly, yeah, I, I would think that's a pretty cold take. I to can't be honest. disagree <laughs> with you at all. Just because I get, like you said before, we're kind of, we're maybe a little biased, but these are two of the top programs mm. in the country. Yeah, I mean, and they and they butt heads all the time. I mean, it's in my in my opinion across all Division Three right now. Trine versus Hope women's basketball is the best rivalry in all Division Three, all sports. Period. Percent. Period. It is the best rivalry in Division Three. Probably one of the best rivalries in all of college sports. Right if now. we got more recognition around the country, you could put it up there with just yeah. in general. Like, that's like not I, only yeah. D three. The only reason. Yeah, the only reason it's not like a nationally like like well known um, thing is because it's just uh, I mean it's Division three basketball, so obviously it's like not as many people are following it. But I'm telling you, like Hope and Trent, this is like it feels like new school versus old school. Hope has been running the conference basically since the conference was created back in the 1800s, mm-hmm. and then Trent joins about like 30 years ago and just starts from the get go, just starts spanking all these teams. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I I'm so excited. I say quite a bit. I'll always stick by it. It is literally UConn, Tennessee. If they played three times a year, see, I I got a little bit of a, of a bias here because I'm from Notre Dame country. I tend to think, at least recently, I've been like, you know, this is UConn and Notre Dame. Uh, when like Enrique Gumbawale. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I even s- then, Notre Dame didn't beat UConn. It was South Carolina that beat UConn, and then Notre Dame beat South Carolina. I remember that. That was a really good series. Shout out Enrique Gumbawale. Yeah, for honestly, the fun, most fun name to say ever. Yeah. Arike, a Goomba Wale. <laughs> but I mean, hold on, hold on. Are we allowed to talk about betting lines? I and mean, we're not betting. We're not condoning betting. But just to see what the odds are here. Sure, go for it. All right. Uh, should we talk about the uh, trying Transylvania game first? Oh, we totally blew that. <laughs> yeah, probably. That would probably be a good idea. So, final score fifty four forty seven. I got to talk to some people that were at the game, and I was like, "How was it?" And they said. Best women's game I've ever been to in my life. Oh my and goodness. It lived up to the hype. I mean, trying in the second and third quarters only allowed Transylvania to score four points in each quarter. That's and that's the deciding factor right there. Honestly. It was I was nervous watching that game because I saw just the the sheer amount of students that were um in attendance from Transylvania. And yeah. I was like, that is a hostile environment. You're playing. I mean, this is, I actually, I'm not sure. This was one of the furthest away games that they had. I don't know if it was the furthest, but it was one of them for sure. Uh, I want to say the, ones, the Wisconsin yeah, ones were a little bit. Further. I would say Wisconsin. And then, I mean, obviously when they traveled all the way down to down South to play. Oh yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, this was one of the furthest away games that they had. And then Transylvania is not on spring break. They had students yeah. there. And we still had quite a bit of students. Yeah. There. Oh, my goodness. There was a lot. I was of, almost one of them. Yeah. There uh, was I'm sorry a lot I didn't of trans students at the game. Um, I mean, that was at the end of the first quarter, a little nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. I was a <laughs> little bit nervous. Yeah. 19 to 8 at the end of the first. But, you know, I don't think, I mean, the girls never lost faith. And, uh, KT said when we interviewed her in class, she was like, after the first quarter and we came to the huddle, she was like, I, there was just like a different fire in everyone's eyes. Like she's like, I could just tell just by looking at my teammates that there was no way we were going to lose. And she was like, in that huddle, like at the end of the first quarter, she's like, we decided that we were not going home. Like no matter, whatever it took, we we're going to win. And I mean, that's just what this team has been about. KT has said 
since the since the final buzzer in the Transylvania game, all the team has been able to talk about is how badly they want to be at Hope now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they've they've been hungry all year. They've wanted to be great all year, but these last two games, it's just like, oh, they just have a, there's like a different energy about them. Like I'm not, they have that championship mentality. You know that, you know me. I'm a Kobe fan. They got that Mamba mentality. Yeah. Like they're gonna do whatever it takes. Um, and it's it's exciting. It's really exciting just to see the energy that these that these girls are bringing. Like. Never mind the energy from all the students. Like, you know, students want it almost as bad as the girls do. But, yeah. oh, my goodness. It's going to be a good game. I mean, they're going to play their hearts out. They already did against Transylvania. And, I mean, that was just such a good game. It was man, such a good man. game from, from I've been top hearing, to bottom. I've been hearing some talks around campus. The big buzz around campus and the questions are, do we go to Pittsburgh on Thursday? <laughs> Dude, I'm still of the. I'm still thinking that we um, cancel school on Thursday and send as many students to Pittsburgh as possible. I'm in total I mean, agreement. Because here's the thing, we're not that big of a school. We could fit the entire student body into a basketball arena. Especially, it's at Duquesne, D1 school. Yeah, a big school. Yeah, we could definitely pack. We could get literally the entire student body in one like section, like one yeah. or two sections, if they went in there. Downtown Pittsburgh, where there's already a bunch of NCAA games going on. Yeah, I'm <sighs> trying administration, Cisco, Doctor Brooks. If you're listening, what's going on here, man? Why is school still on for Thursday? Nah, here's the thing: if they win on Thursday, you better cancel school on Friday <laughs> and send us all to Pittsburgh on Saturday. Yeah, because, dude, if it, I am excited though for that watch party, I am too. I'm gonna yeah, go to the fun. watch party in Fabiani for sure. Oh yes, got to. I mean, I kind of I thought they might have it in the MTI Center, but just because of like how small the screen is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would have been cool to get the MTI Center just packed out. No, it'd be awesome. I the, I went to watch party last year in Fabiani mm-hmm. for the MIAA tournament final. There's a lot of people in there, yeah. Honestly, and even John K didn't go. I'm gonna call him out, John. And uh, man, (laughs) we were texting back and forth about the game, and he was like, uh, and then we talked later that night because it was the men's final. Yeah, and I was like, uh, why didn't why didn't you show up to the watch party? He's like, I didn't know there was a watch party. (laughs) And I was like, okay, cool. So, um, come on, John. I think that the word (laughs) has gotten out though on this. Oh, I mean, they've like had it. They've yeah, had like, it up everywhere. I've seen it yeah. all around campus, and I mean, see, it's this is this is so cool to me because like a lot of the time, people are very disrespectful when it comes to talking about women's sports, and yes. especially women's basketball. People are really disrespectful, and oftentimes people just, I mean, people just choose not to watch women's basketball. I have always enjoyed watching women's basketball. Yeah, um, but. To see how much spirit that the school has, I have not seen anything, heard anybody say anything about how, oh, well, it's women's basketball, anything like that. Yeah. I mean, the whole school is in, I mean, I mean, how could you not support this team? I mean, it's so, there's not anybody on the team that you could possibly hate. You could not hate anyone on the team. They're all, they're, it's such a good group of girls. Uh, they've worked their butts off all for the last two years, not even just this season, but last year too. I mean, and, I There's, mean, it's easy for us because we're right there all the time. That they're, is true. And they're so appreciative. I mean, every team is appreciative. Oh, yes. The basketball this, teams mm. in, in general are so appreciative of us, and we appreciate it 100%, obviously. And the fact that, I mean, like, 
mean, we talk to Chelsea Giesecke all the time yep. about different stuff. And every now and then, whenever I see some of the women's team, tell them, like, good luck and all that. Mm. And they're always appreciative of it. And it's just, yeah, I don't know how you can't support this team at all. Yeah, I mean, even, uh, when was it? It was a class on Monday. Uh, Chelsea, like, said she was like, we would, she was like, like, yeah, like, we're a good team, but, like, we would not have even gotten close to this far without, like, the support of, like, the students and the faculty and yeah. stuff like that. Um, I mean, I just, I don't know how, even if you're not a Trine fan, and, le- like, basically, unless you're a Hope fan, I don't know how you could root against Trine, to be honest. Like, it's just, like, it's just a lovable group. They're all, like, super charismatic, uh, and they're great at basketball. Just, you know, that yeah. helps. You know, they're really good at basketball. Um and they're all humble. They're not, I don't think I've maybe a handful of times that I can remember where there was even like a verbal exchange with another team on the court. Never has, I've never seen them get into like some sort of like altercation. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen them talking smack after like a bet. Like, you know, like, and I like, I'm, I played football. So, you know, like talk, like trash talk is part of the game. Like that's just yeah, how it yeah. is. I don't think I've ever seen any of these girls talk trash. Maybe, one time, maybe. Mm-hmm. But even then, it wasn't like... It just comes with the game. When you're playing like a very competitive game, a lot of emotions, and you, it's bound to happen. But, I mean, they're so humble. I've never heard any of them brag. When they have every right to, Tara could be one of the cockiest people on this campus. She has yeah. never been that way. KT, she's another one. When Tara was telling the story about when she had taught... When she had beat the uh, all-time trine record, not the all-time try like, yeah, all-together yeah, yeah. record... She's saying that uh, KT was the first per- person to walk up to her today. So, like, yeah, let's go, Tara. And she's like, oh, what are you talking about? Like, she didn't even know anything. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people, they will, a lot of players, they'll watch and see if they're coming close to a mm-hmm. record or not. Yeah, once, like, a lot of people, like, I mean, and it's hard It's hard not to. If you know you're getting close to breaking your record, then, of yeah. course, like, you know, you're chasing that. But, I mean, these girls, they literally don't care about their own numbers, their own stats, don't care about anything except for getting the W. That's all they care about. They could win by 700 or they could win by one it, as long as they get the W. And, I mean, they just have the, the mindset and the culture that Coach Rang has created here. Um, kind of jealous. Low-key wish I was born a female so I could play <laughs> women's basketball at Trident University. Like, that would be the dream. I mean, yeah, it's... It's always it's just can't, can't say me. enough good stuff. It always disappoints me when, you know, we would cover games. And I, w- I worked every game this year where I was on camera or behind yeah. the scenes mm-hmm. or on the mic. I was there every game, but I was going to show up to every game regardless right. at home. And just to see that there was just some nights for for this women's team, that there was, what, nobody, t- 10 Literally, students yeah. in the stands, it, it really, it just... It doesn't make sense yeah. to me. Yeah, no, it was it's a little like um and it's 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 disappointing for sure. I mean And especially there was that one night where um who are we celebrating? Was it was it Jake? Um I think we we're celebrating Oh no, it was the it was the track team. The yeah, the, the, track the, team the men's track and field team. Yeah. yeah. And um there was a bunch of people there, right? Yeah, right. And it was a women's game, as I it remember. It was packed. It was out. packed yeah, in there. It was packed. And then the halftime thing happens where they celebrate track team, and then like ninety percent of the crowd leaves. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, I, I remember that. That was, yeah, that was frustrating. I'm like, I get it. Like, 
I I bet. Oh, I, well, obviously they were told to go to that game to support yeah. the track mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. You're already at a sporting event. Might as well supporting one this. team. Support the one that's playing. Yeah, might as well stay around. You know, um, mm. I I just I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I know that there's so much support here on this campus, and you know, some people I'm sure like that's just like just like their preference. Like everyone has like a favorite sport. I'm sure some people just prefer to watch men's basketball over women's basketball. Personally, I don't really care. I watch men's or Yeah, it's basketball. Yeah, it's basketball. Like they're hooping, I'll watch it. If they're shooting and they're out there playing ball, I'll watch. I don't care if it's men's or women's. Um, But I just don't think people understand that this senior class is very special. Mm -hmm. And... Not saying that they're going to be out of the running after this year, but it's there's going to be some trial and error mm. next year. Obviously, I mean you're taking out four, three or four starters. Yeah, from next year is going to be like a like a reload type of year. You know, yeah. figure out the new system and then get going again. Yeah, and I just don't think people understand that this isn't going to be normal. Mm. I mean, winning like this consistently is ridiculously hard. I mean, that's why we always. Well, we say hope, like they're one of the greatest teams ever because they've been able to do it so consistently. Um, yeah, I think at the beginning of the year, there wasn't a bunch of hype around the team just because, like, I don't know, people didn't really know how good this team was. And even though, like, they're winning a ton of games, um, they were just kind of cast by the wayside. Um, but then as the season, like, wrapped up and we're coming, like, down to, like, the home stretch of the regular season, people are like, oh, wow, we're, we only have two losses on the season. Yeah, like, time to take notice. Yeah, I mean, but you know, I think I think this women's team. I think they like being the underdog. In fact, I know they do because yeah. they've literally said it. Um, and here they are; they're on the underdogs again for this for this hope game. I'm sure that there's going to be a pretty good showing for from trying students at the at the game in Pittsburgh. Just based on I, how many people showed up. I mean, it was over spring break, so like that is one thing. This game is on a Thursday, so that makes it a little bit difficult. But just based on how many people. I mean, there was literally an entire trying student section at Transylvania. Yeah. Um, which was, I mean, it was a little bit surprising to be honest because Transylvania is about like, it's like four ish, four and a half hours from Trine University. Yeah, so it's, it's in Lexington. It's mm. from what I've heard, it's literally like right next door to UK. Yeah, right next door to Kentucky. So, you know, it's a basketball town, but I think, I think it'll be a pretty good showing. I know me and my friends have been talking about wanting to go. Who knows? I do have class. I'm a student or whatever. But, you know, got to be a student first. You know, student athlete, not athlete, student, or whatever my high school coach used to say. Um, but, man, this Hope trying game. Oh, I have, the, I have the numbers pulled up here, Drew. Yeah, bring them. See you. Okay, well, first, this is the first thing that jumps out at me. Amherst is a 13 seed. They're a 13? And they're playing a 3 seed. Wisconsin Whitewater is a 3 seed. Amherst is a 13. Wow. Well, okay, this is, this is weird. This is actually strange because it says it just says standing, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is just according to Massey ratings. This is the website I'm using. But according to Massey ratings, Hope is number one in the standings. Trine is number two. Whitewater's number three. Amherst is 13th. So Whitewater, uh, Whitewater has a 77% chance to win. Uh, the spread is ne- uh, eight and a half, negative eight and a half. So that's the Whitewater game. Hope is favored. Over trying, seventy five percent chance for hope to win according to this uh, algorithm. Final score prediction sixty eight to sixty. That is the final score prediction. 
I think it's going to be close than that. And obviously, I think Trine's going to win. I'm not going to be on here on the Trine Storm Center and be like, oh, you know. Yeah. Hope's going to. No, because we're, I mean, we, these girls, they didn't have a chip on their shoulder. And they, I know they like being the underdogs because you have no pressure then. All the pressure's on Hope. Mm-hmm. You know, because Hope's supposed to be this great team. Oh, you've already beat Trine twice this year. What's one more time? You know, like it should be easy for you guys, right? I mean, Trine, they have, they have a chip on their shoulder and, oh, man. It's hard. I I want to say that I'm ex- excited for this game as the girls are, but I know I'm not. I know there's nobody <laughs> anywhere in this world that is more exciting than the Trine women's basketball game for this for this game on Thursday. It's clearly who's the most amped for it. The team is like way up there. They're the ceiling. Oh yeah, they're yeah. We're there's still quite a bit of drop. Then there's us, right? The people yeah. that have always been there and all that working and all that. And then it's everyone else. Yeah, like I I've, think that we're levels above. A lot of people, but definitely a ton of levels below the team themselves. Oh yeah, I mean, I like, because you know, I'm I'm ignorant. You know, I, I'm not on the women's basketball team, so I don't know how bad they want it. But I mean, nah, it's 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 very clear to see. It's it's obvious to me and anyone else. If you even sit down, and just ask any of these girls a question about basketball, you can just tell they're very passionate about it. Um, they're passionate about their teammates. Um, and this, I mean, this team is built to win a championship. Like. What did KT said? KT said, like a lot of the other teams that we play throughout the season, um, they have like two or three like stars. Like, all right, like that's those are the best players by far, like head and shoulders above the rest. But Trine doesn't really have that. And to like some people, that could be like concerning, like, oh, you don't have a star, like, what are you going to do? But the thing is, the team just gels so well together that because you know, we could have a star. Kelsey could be dropping, she could be averaging like 16 points a game. Yeah. Tara could be averaging like 20 points a game off of three pointers alone. But they don't need to do that. I mean, when they when the opportunity opportunity presents itself and they're in a position where they need to play like that, then they will. But these girls, I mean, they just gel so well together. I mean, I'm sure that Tara probably didn't even realize she had 24 points until she just knew she was on fire. That's probably yeah. all she knew until after the game. She's like, oh, wow, I had 24 points. That's great. Um, the thing is, when because I've heard that same thing too, where it's like, well, you know, they don't really have a star. I mean, Tara's the only one averaging 10 points mm-hmm. a game. And I'm like... But if you look at the depth and how many players score nine to yeah. eight points a game, there's like four or five of them. And also, single stars do not win mm-hmm. championships. This is like teams. the yeah. This isn't like the NBA where a dude can play hero ball for sixty games out of season and pull them into the playoffs. Yes, yeah. especially not in I, the conference that we play in. Because obviously, I'm thinking D1 men's. I cannot think of any team that has won just based off of one superstar. Yeah, I mean. You have, like, obviously there's teams who are good. You got, like, Jaden Ivey with Purdue. But even Purdue, the rest of Purdue's roster is still good. Like, it's yeah. not like it's just Jaden Ivey and a bunch of bums. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this team, I mean, these girls are so selfless. Uh, They're so easy I'm, to root I mean, for. honestly, I mean, the only reason I feel like they even look at the stats is just to know where they could have done better. I don't think – I. I mean, I'm sure they're obviously, like, they have a lot to be proud of. Tara should be proud that she had eight three-pointers in a game. Like, duh, you should be. But I'm thinking that when she went and looked at the stats, she completely ignored the fact that she had eight three-pointers. She was probably looking at, oh, I could have done better in the rebounding game, or, oh, I could have gotten an assist here or a steal there. Despite the fact that they won by almost 10. Yeah. Or 10-plus. I think they won by, like, 12, actually. Um, I mean, yeah, this... Can't I just can't say enough good stuff about about this team? I'm so excited for this game on Thursday. Um, I just can't believe that 
at some point later on this year, we're not going to talk about them again. Yeah, I know. Then it's got man. The spring's going to be so sad. I mean, it's it's cool though because we have good spring sports. Yeah, you know, softball. I love spring sports, yeah, but yeah. I mean these basketball teams. Yeah, I mean and it was like I love when basketball. when um the men's team played their last game in MTI against Adrian. Mm-hmm. Andy was like. I'm worried that this is the last time that I will say Nick Bowman's name on a broadcast. Yeah. But, and this is the last time we'll watch him in mm. person. I mean, it's, it was just like, there's a lot of emotion tied to it. I mean, obviously for the team, duh, right? Duh. But like, there's just, uh, I mean, I came in as a freshman last year and I saw the women's team do really well. Mm-hmm. I watched the men's team do really, really well. And now I'm here. Our women's team has a chance to win a national. Not, well, first off, forget the national championship. How about the fact that the, we're playing in the first Final Four in school history? First off, so Yoke. another record for this women's team. Um, I mean, all year, all year we've been saying it. This team is one of the best in the nation, if not the best. And if they're not the best, they're second only to hope. Mm-hmm. And we've been saying that all year. And obviously, Christopher Newport was a great team. Transylvania had a great season, but I still stand by it. And according to this algorithm here, MasseyRatings.com, if you want to go look, right? Shout this out. is where I get this is where yes. I got uh, the the betting numbers, whatever, the the money line or whatever. According to their algorithm, Hope is the best team in the country and Trine is the second best team, despite the fact that they finished fifth in the rankings. And I mean, I can't say I disagree. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, but I mean, we've just been saying it all year, you said it perfectly. I mean, they're to us, they're the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. They could have went oh and whatever, and that I would still consider them the best team in the country. And yeah, we're, we're obviously we have this for a reason. Yeah. We're on this podcast for a reason. Yeah, but it's just, I just this has to end up good for them, just because yeah. of all that this senior class themselves have gone through. Mm-hmm. They like, went to a Sweet Sixteen COVID year, and then the. Tournament just got canceled yep. when they went before they even got to play in the Sweet 16. Yeah, and then last year being one of the best teams in the country, not having a chance at all. Yeah, no tournament. to prove themselves. To now they have the chance and they're not letting go. Yeah, I mean they've been waiting on this one. Yeah, they, and <sighs> I just this senior class has been really great, and it's it kind of sucks because. Um, I was just getting used to spelling Tara's last name without having to ch- oh, double yeah. check myself. And it was right when we were playing John Collins. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when right. I was typing oh, it up. Well, you got two more, hopefully two more chances to type out Tara's name before yeah. it's all said and done. But at this point, I'm not writing a like a write-up. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm not calling yeah. it. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, I'm just now getting the hang of this. And it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. I just, I still think we're going to be good. Oh yeah. Me too. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but (laughs) I think maybe the first month will be a little bit of a struggle. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're going to have a lot of, I mean, we had some like underclassmen play some pretty good minutes this season, but still it's going to be a little bit of a jump to being in the starting lineup full time. Um, And I mean, this, the, group of underclassmen coming up next year have the biggest shoes to fill. And like, I know like, and I think they can fill them. I think they can too. And I think that's just because, I mean, I remember Kelsey said, um, one of the most important parts about being a senior is 
helping guide the freshmen because sure you can be a winning team. Like sure the senior class could be great and amazing, but it doesn't mean anything when they graduate because if the next year trying is terrible, then was where does like, that yeah, knowledge go? Exactly. So Kelsey said it's all about passing the torch, building a legacy here and just knowing who these seniors are and I mean, how much they love the team and how much they love the game. I'm sure that we'll be fine next year. Maybe, maybe we won't have as good of a record at least next year, but who knows in two years, we could very well be right back here in the same exact spot. Yeah, I think by round conference, we'll have it figured out. Oh, yeah. Because Hope is losing a lot of people, too. Mm, You can't sugarcoat it. They're losing Schoonfeld, Voskull. I mean, they're uh, two best players, literally. Smith, I believe, is going to be not going to be there. Is Miller coming back? I cannot remember. Um, What about uh, McKinney? I think McKinney's coming back. I cannot remember her name at the moment. It was Majerus. Oh, yeah. I think she's gone as well. Mm -hmm. So that's one, two, three, four, maybe all of their starters gone next year. I mean, obviously, they're going to be good next year because, duh, it's hope. They're never not going to be good until, like, the world ends or something. (laughs) Or, like, basketball no longer is a sport. If Um, that ever happens, uh, I don't want to see that. (laughs) Yeah, man, I just... It'll be be interesting to see next year how this goes. I know that these seniors have done the best that they can, not only performing on the court, but preparing these girls uh, who will be playing next year. And there's a lot of girls who are going to get, like, their chance finally. I mean, they've already... A lot of these juniors have already been playing a lot, you know. Obviously, uh, Alyssa Argyle... Michaela Artis, uh, Sam Underhill, but like next year is that's next year is their team. Mm-hmm. It's it's their team. Um, I expect a lot of big things out of all of the. I mean, this entire junior class. I expect a lot of uh, out of next year, and I know they have some very high expectations for themselves. And hopefully, we get to talk about another conference championship come this time next year, Drew. I mean, I figure we probably will be. Yes. I mean, you can only hope. I'm excited because now I believe we're going to get Final Four t-shirts in the bookstore. I, w- I don't see why not. I'm still I, waiting for the track shirt to come out, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, we got a ring size, though. So who knows? The rings might get here before the t-shirts do. Um, I don't know. I thought Coach Fletcher said that they were in the uh, in the bookstore. I don't know. I haven't like been in there to look around, but... They'll be I in know there where eventually. they usually keep those shirts, and mm-hmm. I looked there, and I haven't seen them. Yeah, they'll be in there eventually, especially because both men's and women's won. It was like a whole like three-peat thing. So. Yeah. Um, oh, also, real quick, while we're talking about track and field, shout-out to uh, Jake Gladio, uh, Evie Miller, and uh, Valerie O'Bear. Mm-hmm. Went to nationals over spring break, balled out. Evie took second, I believe, in the Bye. mile. By like yeah. one nine there's or something a, like that. There's a picture that uh, – was posted onto Twitter. Yes. And they are literally running right next to each other as across the finish line. I mean, Evie is such a great athlete. Um, I mean, there's so many good athletes on the team. Val, she's a beast. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She is crazy in the weight throw. And then, obviously, Jake. We've mentioned him before, Jake Gladio. Yeah. Um, took fifth in the 60-meter hurdles. But should be mentioned, the 60-meter hurdles is not his primary event. Mm-hmm. It's the 400 hurdles. And yeah. that's coming outdoor season, yeah. which he is the defending national champ. So, a lot yeah, of big still things coming. Fifth is, yeah. all, is all American. Fifth is that means Jay Gladio is the fifth best hurdler in the entire nation, Division Three. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he broke the school record, shattered yep. his own school record again. So, oh man, I'm excited. I'm excited for outdoor season, but we got to get through basketball season first. 
Uh, it's not so, quite time to start talking track and field yet because yeah, we still got some basketball to talk about. Not over yet. Not yet. And um, yes, unfortunately, while we were recording this, we did miss the send off for the team. Oh yeah. So I've, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet something out. Yeah. So um, man, they're nothing but full support, obviously. Oh, yeah. From us and Storm, mm. and Storm Center itself. See, I'm excited, but it's like, this is a different type of excitement that I'm used to because my high school is not very good at sports. Yep. And now I'm coming here and I'm not even surprised that we're playing for the Final Four. It's not even like, I'm not even like, oh, wow, like that's cool. I'm like, I, low key, I don't know if I expected it, but now that we're here, I'm like, I kind of expected it, you know? <laughs> Like, I, I don't want to say outright that I was feeling this way, but yeah, yeah, basically, because it's like, I mean, I, I didn't know coming to the season, who knows, we could have gone like 0 and 30 for all I knew. We come in here, play great all year, I'm like, oh, we're pretty good, and now we're in the final four. And I'm, I can't say that I'm surprised at all, literally, not. Yeah. I mean, we all knew going in that this is a final four caliber team. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it was just there's a lot of factors when it comes to college basketball, mm. especially in the tournament. I mean, you've said it a million times. Yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah. And, man, just nothing but excitement around campus. I've heard people throw out, we're not a football school anymore. Oh, honestly, school, here's the which thing. Which I've been saying for three years. Yeah, here's the thing. Football is obviously always going to be a huge part of just the culture here, not just in on Trine, but like in Angola yeah. as a whole. Because for whatever reason, Northern Indiana loves football. I would know I'm from Northern Indiana. Um, Drew over here is a Southerner. but uh, <laughs> um, Where the real basketball state comes in. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we're a basketball school, man. Like, our football team was not bad this past season, but no. they were not this good either. Like, <sighs> wow. I'm excited, though, because I just feel like trying to, as a whole school, is like building so much momentum in the athletic department. Because... Yeah. Now yeah. we're we're cleaning house in basketball. And I've heard some murmurs going around mm. that we may try and move up to certain other yeah. stuff. Mm. I don't know. See, Hearing I don't know. a lot of different things about maybe new facilities coming mm. in. We we don't know yet. Yeah, we don't wanna don't wanna like spread misinformation here. That's not yeah. what we're trying to do. But there have been a lot of speculations. I've heard it from students, but I've heard I it from staff. All the rumors that we've heard on this campus are not being spread on other campuses. Mm. Like I don't know. There's just, well, obviously trying us to expand period because we're running out of parking spots and <laughs> housing. We're just running out of room here. We're growing super fast. I would not honestly would not be surprised if in like five, 10 years time, try and bumps up to division two. I, well, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest surprised at all. Um, especially with the other, like, I mean, there's a lot of really good D two schools in this area. Yeah. Uh, you got grand Valley state, uh, and Saginaw Valley, who are both great. You have UND, who's also a great school. Um, so I would not be surprised to see it to try and make the jump. I don't think it'll happen while we're here. No. But I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've just been building as like a can't, like every year our sports just keep getting better and better, like yeah. as a whole university. So like, who knows? Next year we could be, I would just want to be here for a multiple national championship year. Oh, that would be nuts. Come on, give me a football Men's, women's basketball, and a softball national championship. That's all I need. I just need four. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> just need four national championships in the biggest division, the NCAA. <laughs> but you know what? The fact that I'm saying that and it's not even like that much of a stretch is kind yeah. of wild. Like, it's a stretch, but not that much of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've said it before. When I came here on my visit, 
Obviously, I wasn't coming here to be an athlete. But no one told me anything about our sports. Be like, mm. yeah, this is where football plays, this is where basketball plays, and all that. But yeah. no one told me how good everyone was here. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I knew the football team was good because I got recruited to play football here. And um, I knew the softball team was good mm-hmm. because I was uh, pretty tight with the softball coach back at Goshen. And he said he he always brought the team over here to do like clinics here. So I knew the softball team was good. I knew the football team was good. What I didn't know was that our men's team would play in a pseudo national championship for basketball. Our women's team were playing in a final four this year. Softball is still great. Track and field is amazing. Uh, I'm pretty sure our esports team is actually like pretty solid. I haven't gotten. I've to heard. Be, I think our esports team is pretty good. Uh, wrestling Hockey. solid. Hockey's been playing amazing this year. I mean, yeah, I did not know. That just winning is just a trying thing, I guess. And then triathlon winning a national oh, championship. Oh, yeah, triathlon winning a national championship. See, that's crazy. Because I went from a high school where it's like the goal was just to win. That was the goal. And now I'm at a college where the goal is not only just to win championships. Just but to beat everyone by it, a thousand. And it's, it's not even like the goal here is to win just like championships, like conference championships. No, the goal here for most sports on campus is national championships. Yeah. Not, not just a conference championship. We're talking national. I mean... That's such a shock for me coming from a school that, I mean, I won like two games as a senior. Mm-hmm. Actually, not even. I won one game as a senior in high school. Same. So are you talking basketball or football? Basketball. Okay, I, my school didn't have football. Okay, that's that's a lot worse because I played football. We only played 10 games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I know it's worse. <laughs> I'm but willing yeah, to I mean, admit it, but see, I know it's way worse. I mean, yeah, just coming to a school like this where national championships are the goal. Like, you know, I went to a high school where state championship was not even like, we weren't even thinking to state championships. We're thinking we're trying to win sectionals maybe. Maybe win Mm. two games. Win more than one game this season. That was our goal. And now we're here like, oh, we could really win a national championship. I mean, I already got a ring this year for indoor track and field. Um, I mean, yeah. Hope and Trine are just running everything in the conference right now. Yeah. And it's funny because every time we're talking about sports, we're always like, man, Hope is so good. I'm like, man, is Hope just good at everything? But then I realized that's probably the same thing that Albion, Alma, Adrian, Olivet. <laughs> Say about yeah, us. They, yeah, literally. Um, I mean, not to brag or anything, but definitely to brag. We're definitely <laughs> top two, not two in the conference. Sorry, Hope. Not really. Because, <laughs> like, I always think about how, like, when I was recruited here, the coaches were always like, Adrian is the rivalry. No, it's not. I mean, yes, like, no, like, we don't like Adrian, duh. Yeah. But the rivalry is trying to hope, mm-hmm. period. And every sport is going to be that way, especially in women's basketball. And we get the fourth installment on Thursday. So I'm, I'm very excited. The most heated rivalry in college sports right now, in my humble opinion. And in terms of heated, we don't mean that. Oh, no, they're not going to be throwing hands, but it's yeah. going to be a great game. It's, it's going to be a battle for sure. Because we were all saying MIAA championship, game of the year. Well, guess what? Game of the year part four, <laughs> same teams on the biggest stage in D3. Yeah. And playing for, I'm sorry, it's a national championship. Whoever wins this game is the national champion. Even if they lose in the national championship, they're still the national champion because they shouldn't have to play the last game. <laughs> the tournament should be called off after the, <laughs> after the final four. <laughs> Oh yeah, but it'll be a, it'll be a it'll be a battle for the ages, and I'm excited to watch. I know Drew and I will both be watching here at the, in the at the watch party. So absolutely, come say what's up. I know none of you probably <laughs> know what we look like, but hey, now 
we post on Twitter sometimes. I see my face on the Trine Broadcasting Network Instagram. That is, that is true. But, um, man, hopefully this time next week we're talking about national champion Tara Benovich, <laughs> national champion Kelsey Taylor. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. And it's not even like I'm like, I mean, obviously I'm nervous that we'll lose, but it's like, it's not even like, this is not like years past where it's like, oh, Hope's going to clean us, bro. Yeah. Even like earlier this season when the first time we played Hope, it's, I mean, this team's just different. Each game's gotten closer and closer and closer. The last, last game time was only four points. Mm-hmm. And so this, means that this one's going to be two, probably, maybe even one. Yeah, we're about to find out which team has more heart, which team, you know. I mean, that's like the most generic thing ever to say. But like literally, it's it's going to come down to whoever wants it more. Yeah. That's what it's going to come down to because these teams are so evenly matched. It's just going to come down to who's going to put in more effort and who wants it more. And I'm telling you, man, I, I don't know if I, I know anyone. I have a slight wa- feeling that uh, so we might know people that want it more. I'm telling you, man, I don't know anybody who wants it more than this women's team. Except for maybe Coach Hoffman. I don't know if he he's not a player. I mean, he's on the team, but he's not a player. Because Coach Hoffman wants a chance to make one more scouting report before the season's done. <laughs> God, we need we need Hoffman needs to be a co-host. We we yes. mentioned him so much. I honestly think we've mentioned Coach Hoffman more than anyone else in the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> including Nick Bowman and Tara and KT, even Rachel. We we have definitely mentioned Coach Hoffman more, more than we've mentioned Rachel Stewart, and we're on the Rachel Stewart hype train. <laughs> that is true. Nah, I'm on the Coach Hoffman hype bus, man. I'm, <laughs> man, Coach Hoffman, like for real, for real, deserves like assistant coach of like the year honors or something. I don't know if they have an award like that, but if they do, he deserves it because I've just seen. Well, you know what head coaches will say when they win Coach of the Year? This, the this, is, a, yeah. this is a staff award. Yeah, I mean, and it is because Coach Ring is one of the best coaches in the country, and he has one of the best coaching staffs behind him. Uh, and it's no wonder that we have one of the best teams in the country. Um, yeah, all I can say is I'm excited, man. I'm just, I can't wait. I, I want to go to sleep and wake up on Thursday. Dude, I know. I just want to skip I just two wanna, days. Yeah, I just want to skip the rest of today, skip Wednesday. Let's go straight to 7.30 on Thursday night. And let's and get, be let's sure get, to tune see. in. Oh, my goodness. If well, you're on campus that day, Fabiani Theater, just... Uh, and if I can't wait, dude. There's just no other way to say it. We just cannot wait. I have honestly not been this excited for a sporting event since probably since the Cubs won the World Series, to be honest. I have not been this excited for a sporting event since the Cubs went to Game 7 with the Indians. And it's also it's the perfect time. Like We've gone through – the women's team has gone through their tournament. March Madness skin race start tonight. As we're recording. Oh, it does start, doesn't it? Yeah, I got the playing games that, I mean, do they really Go IU. Yeah. I got IU going to like the, nah, I don't think I got them Sweet 16. Round 32. You're I think crazy. Hey, hey, I got them, I got them whooping on St. Mary's, bro. Whooping <laughs> on St. Mary's. <laughs> oh, man. Man, Bracket Talk might have to wait, Drew. <laughs> man. <laughs> just, uh, Is that what next episode is going to be? Just... Recap the tournament <laughs> and then just talk about <laughs> bracketology. Go picks. I mean, what? Will it be at the Sweet 16 next week? Yes. Yeah. Because, well, hold on. When's it? So, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday are playing games. Thursday, Friday. The first round. First round. Saturday, Sunday, second round. 
don't know how they because I because hmm, they play them all like yeah. I don't know, I guess we'll see. Well, might have to bring some some bracketology talk into the into the episode. Yeah, because I mean we're kind of in like a little bit of a dead zone because after this weekend, basketball's done, softball and baseball are just starting, so it's yeah. like literally just starting. Well, the they each have like double digit games under the belt already after last week. Oh, really? I haven't. Yeah, because they were both in Florida oh, last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. They both softball's went, playing yeah. like two, three games a day. <laughs> I think and baseball is playing twice a day. Let's see. Trying softball schedule. I just want to real quick check in and see what their record is. Let's check it out. They started out a little slow, but yeah, not, they're, not, they're, on, they're on a four-game winning streak. Yeah, they started out – well, let's see. Um, I don't know how good any of these teams are, but I'm willing to bet – They're they're some of the best yeah, teams. In the I was going to say, based off of the fact that Christopher Newport and Randolph Macon are very, very good at other sports – Generally speaking, if your well, university is good at one sport, they're going to be good at a few others. The tournament that they were in in Georgia had, like, they're all top 25 teams. Yeah, and even though that they went 0-6 in that tournament, mm-hmm. they only slipped down five spots in the top 25. Trying so, to, obviously, it was great competition. Yeah, let's see. Um, Randolph-Macon is... Oh, wait, this is here. Let's go national ranking. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Okay. Um, we are 21st mm-hmm. in the yeah. country right now. Yeah. Why is this thing so weird? So I guess, do the regionals, are the regional rankings like the more important rankings or whatever? Or is I that like that? I think so. Because I think who would be, number one in our region would be like DePaul. Number one in our region is. Hold on, hold on. DePaul's going to be up there. Still scrolling. Where Great Lakes right here? Wait, what is going on here? Oh, that's the coach's <laughs> pool. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm dropping the ball here, guys. Yeah, DePaul is number one. Uh, Geneva's number two. Trine's three. Mount St. Joe's four. Um, but then you look in the Atlantic. You have Christopher Newport at five. Randolph Bacon at eight. Uh, what were some of the other schools that they played? Let me see. Um, Softball schedule. Oh, was Husan? Did they play Husan? They yep. played. Husan is number one yep. in their region. Um, uh, Bellhaven, East Texas Baptist, Texas Lutheran, Eastern Connecticut State. Yeah, so these are all. East East Texas Baptist is number one in their region. Bellhaven is number three in the same in the West region. So it's East Texas Baptist and Bellhaven are in the same division, and they are first and third respectively. Um, so every I think every team that they played except for nope Texas Lutheran's on there too. Uh, Where is Texas Lutheran? I just saw them. Well, basically, yeah, they're all ranked. That's basically what we're trying to say here yeah. in a very long, drawn-out ways. Because, I mean, they fell to 21, I think, after the first week, which is only five spots. And, you know, were. it's the start of the season. Um, I mean, literally the very first games of the season, you have to go play seven straight games against nationally ranked teams, seven of the best teams in the country. You have to go play yeah. them back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Um. And then they turned around and destroyed Delaware Valley. 
and then whooped on St. Joseph's uh, from, I even Maine. I was going to say, is that Maine? I don't know. I'm bad with uh, abbreviations. I'm pretty sure that's Maine, though. Be Penn State Baron. Yep, that is Maine. All right, let's see here. So they're going to be home. Oh, we have the home game, no we, against Hiram? Yes, sir. We got both of those. Let's go. March 26th. Be sure baby. to tune in. Doubleheader. Let's go. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch some softball, Drew. I'm so hyped. It's always exciting, man. Just, I love watching every sport here, but I mean, softball, I think it's the doubleheader that really gets me excited. Yeah, we get to watch him clean house twice. Yeah. We get to watch him just clap cheeks twice, man. It's going to be awesome. No, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for the spring season, but the sad part about the spring sports is that means basketball season is over. So it's a, a little bit of a, you know. Yeah, there's some give and take with it. Yeah. But it is what it is, you yeah. know. So with that, I believe all there is just tune in on Thursday. We'll regroup. Yep. Thursday, the link for the stream will be on the Trine Thunder Athletics website on the schedule for the women's basketball team. As um, always. I'm sure it'll be, you could probably find it on the NCAA website as well. I mean, I'm sure you could find it other places, but I know it will be on uh, Trine's website for sure. Yeah, but, you know, give us more traffic to our website. Facts. And uh, students, if you're on campus, Fabiana pop Theater. out Fabiana, the- Fabiana Theater. I'm sure it's going to be pretty full in there. There's no way it's not going to be. I would think so, yeah. I will definitely be there. I'm not doing any homework on Thursday night. Already decided, not doing any. Got to get it done before. Yeah, got to get it done before. But man, right. yeah, man, I think that's all I got, Drew. Fun right. episode today. Yeah, <laughs> exciting you. episode today. Yeah, now we gotta get the rundown recorded, and then yeah, that's it. So sweet. This was a long one. All right, thanks for being here, man. Thank you for having me. Big thank you to Ben for coming in. Always a pleasure to talk basketball with him. He's going to be joining us for some softball talk and baseball talk later on this year. So, man, it's such an exciting time here. And we got the Final Four coming up Thursday. Super exciting. We said it already, but if you're on campus, come to Fabiani Theater, watch that game. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, who doesn't want to watch Trying to Hope for a fourth round? I mean, come on. So with that, that is it for this week. Good luck to all Thunder teams this week. And that will be it for this week. As I said, this is Storm Center. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.